There can be only one. I'm a man of my word. Hey. Yeah. 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 Dead or alive, consider this home No killing the vibe in the nightwatch zone Seen him on hype when the lights come on Hit like and subscribe and the show might blow Go viral, no COVID, it's a spiral Emotions, hand on the Bible Only go sign in the dopest of vitals Better tune in, yeah, you know it's vital From Schwarzenegger to Kane Hodder Corey G down to Harry Potter Shit, Sigourney Weaver love the nightwatch zone Come with me to the nightwatch zone Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen, Coriander Killian, we're going to be talking about Poltergeist 3. What's going on? Not too much. All right. Ready to do this. Ready to do this. All right. Before we get into this thing, let's see who we have in the chat with us tonight. (laughs) We've got Eric saying, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we got a triple feature saying, I used to watch this film a lot as a kid. I hear you, man. I mean, yeah. it definitely, look, these movies, you know, they were in, uh, you know, pretty good uh, rotation back in those days. They really were. Uh, let's see. We got Q wins in the chat saying, the movie that made me afraid of water puddles. Good job, Poltergeist 3. <laughs> Hello, Nightwatch and Final Girls family. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric says, Poltergeist 3 drinking game. Take a shot every time someone says Carol Lane. I knew he was going to say that. You won't survive <laughs> until the end of the film. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, we got Video Tasties in the chat, too, saying, just popped in to say hi and have a good show. As I'm off to bed, we'll catch the rerun tomorrow. Awesome. Cool, man. Hey. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, we've got Neon Black Reviews is in the chat. What's going on, man? Nice to have you. Uh, newer to the channel, saying, hey, guys, I think I've only seen this once years ago. Yeah, it it was a while. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) It it had been a while since I had seen it, too, man. Nice to have you in the chat, dude. All right. So let's let's start this thing off. Coriander, I'm going to start with you first. (laughs) And then then we'll go to Killian. All right, All right. So what do, you, what do you got for me? Poltergeist 3 from 1988, uh, directed by Gary Sherman. So what do you got? You know, so, okay, Killian, don't, like, go off on me. <laughs> no, but no, no. I uh, didn't think this movie was that bad. Not as bad okay. as everyone says. It's such a horrible, horrible movie. But I didn't think it was that bad. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you, Kill? What do we got? Let's start, let's start it off by talking also about the story, too. Okay. How we start it off. I, I haven't seen this movie since I was like a little kid. Right. And maybe I had rose-colored uh, glasses on then. But to watch mm-hmm. this in, in succession with the other two, mm-hmm. it's just diminishing returns in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is very 80s. <laughs> very yes. 80s to really a fault, is. almost. And, and essentially... It takes place in Nakatomi Plaza. I mean, I'm sorry, in a high-rise <laughs> apartment 
John building. Hancock Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a high-rise uh, uh, building of the future. Uh, they keep saying. <laughs> Where apparently Iceman wants to freeze everything every five seconds. And let's just He's rehash. His energy. The heat oh, source, yeah, the yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and let's just rehash, you know, the villain from two. And let's just re try to pretty much redo the same movie, but in a high rise. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. And, 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 and and no Craig T no Craig T knew what was up. He was like, Yeah, you know what? No, I'm out. Joe Beth Williams, <laughs> she knew what was up. She was like, Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> e- e- even the, the little the little boy who played her brother, he was like, Yeah, I'm deuces, I'm out. This is this is not a good script. And, and you know, and I'm sorry, I wanted to like this movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and and yes, it gives us pretty much what one and two gave us more carol ann more spirits mm-hmm. that man carol ann is like catnip to spirits and and, yes. and, and <laughs> you know but I, as i'm watching this movie you know and 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 i i will get into to the story as well yeah you have yeah, all yeah. you have you have all these <laughs> subplots with hollywood teens doing hollywood teen shit you know, and it's just like, all right, are we really doing this? And and no disrespect to Tom Skerritt, we you know we we love Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, shot shots out to Alien. Right. You know, and uh, um, Nancy Allen and Nancy Robo Allen Cop. shots out to RoboCop. Yes, That's I mean right. they were great. They were mm-hmm. a, a seemingly very loving couple. Mm-hmm. And 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 one thing I will say about this franchise, they get the the the, the husband and wife dynamic. They get it. They, they do yeah. it well. They get actors mm-hmm. that have good chemistry. And I felt that with them in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. So so this one, it starts off where pretty much <laughs> the family is like, all right, we need a break from Carol Ann. Let's send her to Chicago to, to, to be with your sister and her husband. And they're more than welcome to have her there. And she's mm-hmm. enrolled in Xavier's School for the Gifted. I mean, you know, some higher learning <laughs> school for for gifted kids and yes. kids that went through traumatic events. So, you know, the setups are there. Carol Ann, you know, sees little things because she, you know, is clairvoyant. You know, she has the shine, whatever you want to call it. And apparently Nancy Allen is the only woman in this family that doesn't have it, but hey, all right. You know. And and we're kind of off to the races per poltergeist movie. So I'll 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 stop yeah. talking. I feel like I can't. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let me get to the chat. <laughs> uh we got Flamethrower in the chat too saying, I don't trust reflections in the mirror because of this movie. Right? Yeah, Mark. mirrors are bad, Mark. especially with Mark. this with with ghosts and shit. Yeah, Eric says this film isn't horrible. There really is some good in it. You'll have to dig for it, but it's there. That's right, and, Eric. I agree with you. And Flamethrower <laughs> says, before I knew she had passed away, I kept ask, asking my mom what was wrong with Carol Ann. I felt bad after she told me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Trivia Theater is in the chat. What's up, Triv? Uh, saying this gave me towering inferno vibes on some levels. Yes, yes, that's a good point. Absolutely. And we got Corey's in the chat, King Nigor. What's going on, man? What's going hey. on? Hey. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Coriander, let's let, let's have you jump in. I mean, she's she's with her aunt and uncle. Yeah. And you now, guys gotta remember too, you know, they sent her there to protect her, to try to keep Kate away from her. 
Right. So that's right. why that's, she's with them. I don't know if people yeah. remember that. Right. Or if they forgot. It's not like they didn't love her or right. wanted to just get rid of her, <laughs> you know? Right. Good point. Now, what, what did you what did you think of some of the characters as we started to meet them? We see Carol Ann going to the school uh, for for youngsters with Ooh. gifts and stuff like that. So, of course, your your favorite character, your buddy uh, right here. Dr. Dr. Seaton. Yeah. What did you think of him? He's, uh, he is annoying he's like right? the jesse of this movie in nightmare on Elm street part what two all right yeah okay. two all right oh man he was just annoying yeah and yeah he's the one that brought kane back he's the right. one like like tangina said you made mm-hmm. her remember him he he was lost he didn't know where she was and you made mm-hmm. her remember and he's back and he was right. thinking it wasn't real and that was right. so annoying. It's like, oh my God, dude, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think he was definitely an annoying character. Uh, but that being said, back in the 80s, man, a lot of doctors, you know, definitely had that type of vibe to them. You know, he wanted yeah. to only believe the theories that he believed in. But right. just just to go back to, to the cast as we go further in the story, I, personally speaking, Yes, this movie is not as good as one and two. I think that that's probably universally accepted. But I will say this. There were some moments in here. I especially did enjoy Tom Skerritt's character because he really did have some really nice scenes with every person he was in a scene with, whether he was being very loving to Carol Ann, which felt real. It almost felt like Craig Mm -hmm. T. Nelson stuff. You know what I mean? Um whether he was being loving and caring to his wife, Nancy Allen, or whether he was, you know, kind of defending everyone against the freaking jackass Dr. Seton, like when he was going off on Dr. Seton. Like Tom Skerritt was really, uh, I enjoyed him in this movie. But, Hmm. you know, they they took it to the city. They They wanted to come up with something a little bit different. They went to the city in this high rise to have a new setting. So, you know, I give them a little bit of credit for that, but I will say this, and we were talking about it, uh, Coriander. I do think the idea of them using the mirrors and the mirror yeah. image, the, the other the other side, I did think yeah, that that like was- like a gateway, man. Yeah, I did think that was pretty cool and 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 kinda, kinda fresh at the time anyways. I really haven't seen it, you know, used that much at, at that point. And it did make you kind of creeped out, you know, and you could see images of Kane and stuff and we'll get the Kane because of course you guys know uh you know that that we loved Kane in part two but Kill I'm gonna throw it back to you in a second let me just catch up uh in in the chat here these guys are working man all right holy moly uh Kewin said the mirror scenes were the only good scenes in the mirrors (laughs) (laughs) strange monkeys in the chat uh, how many times did they call Caroline's name in this one? <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. They did, especially mm-hmm. near the end. Uh, Eric says the mirror effects were good. I'm near Chicago, so I like the setting. Tom Skerritt's always great. Love the puddle effect. Yes, the puddle effect yeah. was really good. I got to admit. Um, let's see. Corey says over 9,000 times that they called Caroline Caroline's <laughs> name. Damn. <laughs> And Eric, Tangina is still an awful medium, though. (laughs) Well, thank God she brought that necklace, because without that necklace, you know, it wouldn't have been a happy ending. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but there was a nod back to our boy, Taylor, from part two, Will Samson, because he said, she said, I got this from a powerful medicine man 
who traveled to you know the other side and blah blah. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it was a little yeah. thing, but I love Taylor from part two. You know, uh, Slasher Fred saying this movie starred Laura Flynn Boyle. Yes, it did. Uh, Kewen said, uh, no, Corey, her parents didn't love her. They said, I'm tired of these MF ghosts in our MF lives. Get this kid out of here. <laughs> Trim says, uh, what is Tangina is more of a large than a medium? Sorry, terrible joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, <was> okay, all right. <laughs> Good try, though, Trim. Uh, Eric says, Nancy Allen seems like she's playing it as if Chris from Carrie survived and moved to Chicago. You know, that's kind of true. She was <laughs> oh, no. she was kind of a jackass for a lot of the movies. She had her moments. Yeah, she had her yeah. moments. Yeah. But I still love Nancy Allen as an actress, you know. Uh, Neon says, I guess I have to watch this one again. None of it sounds familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Flamethrower says, I wonder if Dr. Cruz from Friday 13th Part 7 was one of his classmates. <laughs> that was awesome. Probably. Right. That was that good. Was good. That was good. That was good. That yes. was good. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, Corey said, movie's too scary night. More of a sisterhood of the traveling pants guy myself. <laughs> nice. I don't believe that at all, Corey. <laughs> all right. So... All right, so Kill, let's go back here. So let's let's go into the story. We meet Dr. Seaton. We know he doesn't believe what Carolyn is is actually experiencing. He thinks it's some type of mass hypnosis and stuff that she's able to to do, which is you even so just wacky. talking about him's like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. And then you've got uh, Donna, who's the, uh, the the daughter, Tom Skerritt's daughter. She's trying to have a party. You know, she's a teenager. You know, what else is she going to do? Okay. Uh, but what did you think of Kane in this? That was one thing I wanted to get to a little bit, Kill. I, I, I felt yeah. that, like, they kind of went back to the well too many times. I mean, mm-hmm. Kane was really good in the second movie. Right. And and this, it's kind of, kind of them just saying, well, we, we've done two other movies what what villain can we put in here mm-hmm. and they kind of put him in there and he's just kind of one note now granted yeah. we, we learned a lot of background about kane and his his cult in the second movie right. but you just you just kind of have him in here and he's just peeking through mirrors you know mm-hmm. and and peeking outside your window and mm-hmm. and using his Iceman powers freezing stuff and and making Bobby puddles Drake. Yeah, Bobby Drake and making puddles dangerous, and mm-hmm. and I'm just like, all right. I mean, I you know, I, I just felt like g- give us give us something a little different. Give us some mm-hmm. imagination. Make us feel like this is not just a a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but for me, for me, it just felt hollow and just kind of all right. You're back, and you know, you 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 know, you're played obviously by like a different actor. Yeah, and Julian passed away. Yeah. Right. But the way that, that he either was directed or wh- the way that this new actor was portraying him, mm-hmm. I didn't feel any of the fear I got from this character in the second movie. Right. You I know? agree. I agree. They they kind of made him well, one, the makeup I think was a little it was a little extra. Off. You know what I mean? Now, whether or not they were just trying to make him more you know, reminiscent of Julian Beck, because obviously Julian Beck was sick during the shooting of Poltergeist 2. But I just feel like that kind of was a little off. And I think he should have been 
I don't know. Maybe they did it because it wasn't Julian. I don't know. But having that talking that he had with the guys, with Carolyn and the family in part two, to me, was much more scary than what we saw of him in this. I mean, granted, you know, the mirror idea was creepy and he's a creepy looking figure, but I think he was creepier when Julian Beck played him in part two. D does he say anything other than Carol Ann? He says, he says, I've got <laughs> you. You can't leave. We, 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 you. we, we need you. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. His, his, his vernacular in here was, we need you. We want you. Carol Ann got you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he really like was very one note. I mean, yeah, he said he, he said nothing sinister. He didn't have conversations like, "Hey, Tom Skerritt, I'm going to steal Carol Ann and use her." You know, he he, he didn't say any of that. It was just yeah. Carol Ann, Carol Ann, yeah. we need you. Help us into the light. Like, all right. Mm. Word. <laughs> like like that's right. that's it. Like all right. <laughs> Uh, Corey says, I don't think I've ever seen Poltergeist 3. All right. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't. do it. <laughs> Eric says, I just checked IMDb. It says Carol Ann is said 121 times. I believe wow. it. That sounds, that sounds about it. right. Oh, wow. How many times have we said <laughs> it on this review alone so far? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, QN says, a lot was lost in translation uh, with Kane, I was like, what happened to you, homie? They made him the ghost pedophile. <laughs> uh, and Tripp says, holy crap. Well, at least she'll never forget her name, right? Exactly. So, Coriander, let me throw it to you. What did you, did you have any particular thoughts on how they portrayed Kane in this movie versus part two? You know, I agreed with what you said. He was much more yeah. scary in part two than this yeah. one. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, the makeup... Yeah, it looked cheesy, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if they, I don't know, it, I don't know. It's it, it, that's it a tough one. Yeah. A little, yeah, a little. Yeah. But it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as him as the villain, but I will yeah. say this, and this is one thing that we were talking about for this movie. This is the first time that we have people that actually die. Yeah. People died in this movie. Yeah, and, they did. And and that didn't happen in part one and part two. So to me, right? that was that was kind of an interesting thing. I mean, they definitely well, I think they knew they had to up the ante in some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? So you actually had people that were killed in Poltergeist yeah. three, whereas and, in the first two, you didn't have any deaths. You had peril. You had people going to the other side, but you didn't have any deaths. Yeah. So what were you can say, I just say, too, like, I didn't mind that. They did bring Kane back, just because yeah. in both of the first and the second movie, he was never brought to the light. Like right. when yeah. Tangina, like this time Tangina actually led him to the light. So right. you would think that, and of course at the ending with that stupid lightning, but because yeah, then that throws you like, yeah, it's like, yeah. why did they do that? But anyway, I don't know. so that yeah. I just wanted to say that too, that I didn't think it was bad that they brought him back. Yeah, no, I mean it made sense because he was the yeah. he was the main entity of the first two films mm. and you know it's they just, just the way kinda, they did it exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um there were a couple a couple other moments too, man. Uh, that scene and I'll throw it to you, Kill, that scene when Tangina was basically her soul was taken or whatever, and then you had uh Donna who was coming out of the, the, the carcass, that was a pretty rough scene. 
what would you think of that kill because every all the effects were done live on stage so there was no computer ex- effects except for the lightning strike at the end so i got to give them credit for using practical effects right on stage live what would what, you think yeah it it was a definitely a, a cool effect and you know i like i said it's been so long since i've seen this movie i didn't remember a lot of it uh yeah. but yeah and and, and look I, i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and try to poo poo on every aspect of this film oh uh, yeah like, you know i mean for the most part you have, have a good competent cast and the special yeah. effects I, I thought you know practical effects especially for the time and hell even compared to some of the stuff today was really really well done yeah yeah uh, absolutely yeah so yeah 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 um real quick in the chat too let me just uh <clears throat> get to that and make sure we keep uh keep up with everybody that's here um eric was saying julian beck was a scary cane this guy was just an older looking version of the quaker oats man more laughable <laughs> looking than scary yeah yeah i think that's one place where they fell down a little bit and i think that even if they just had in a few of his interactions with carolyn just some creepy talk like julian beck did i think that that would have made um that would have made a lot more impact you know for mm-hmm. me yeah um and uh let's see drake is in the chat what's up drake saying uh love the sissy space at carry poster night <laughs> thanks man we appreciate it it's a good one um but let's talk about the finale a, a little bit um coriander and obviously we also got to talk about um tangina because she returns in it basically because she can sense that carolan has been found by kane and the evil spirits what did you think about zelda rubenstein in this particular one as far as you know her plot in the story and how things happen near the end well she came at you know at the right time because carolan needed her and the mm-hmm. way things were going i mean yeah if she didn't you know come back things would have gone completely different yeah. So I I didn't think she was I didn't think you know everyone says she's such a terrible medium but that hey right. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah she she saved her like how many times and she's still saving her so I mean this guy is just one badass fucking uh, spirit so well yeah. he's the beast yeah, yeah he's, right he's, yeah he is he's, he's the beast um what do you think about Tangina and and also as as it started to near the end of the movie kill Oh, I love Tangina. Uh, you know, every time she she you know was on screen, I'm like, that's my girl. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and look, I mean, you know, is she the best medium? You know, that's debatable. But mm-hmm. hey, she cares for Carol Ann and has saved her ass in three different movies. Whether it's exactly. her p- actually saving it or calling in like a medicine man who can do it, yeah. she's always she's she's got Carol Ann's back. She's like this mm-hmm. with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't also touch upon, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, obviously Heather O'Rourke was was ill uh, during the shooting. Um, She had gotten misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease. um, And that was shortly. It either was near uh, near the end of filming part two or after filming part two and obviously all through uh, part three. But she was put on medication. Um, and, it, and it obviously, uh, you know, was a misdiagnosis and um, she actually passed away. I believe it was just uh, four months before the release of part three, which kind of messed up everything 
for the marketing of the movie, the release of the movie and so forth. They wanted to hold off on it. So they didn't seem as though they were, you know, kind of cashing in on the, you know, the tragedy and all that type of stuff. So it was, and I remember, Kill, I don't know if you remember, but I remember as, as a young kid when, when that had happened and it was kind of, it did make you feel kind of, you know, creeped out, you know, because it was yeah. like, wow, yeah. the, the, the poltergeist girl, um, you know, passed away. And, and it, it was too bad because, you know, it marked... I mean, she was the fourth death of, of a main cast character. And uh, and I think there was either one or two, um, like, crew crew people that had passed or either had accidents and whatever. So this movie had a lot of tragedy. Uh, well, these movies, I should say, had a lot of tragedy um, that was a part of them. And it's, you know, it's, it is too bad. But like I, like I was saying, I think the special, the, the, the practical, I should say, effects... I think they were well done. There were moments when I was watching it that I definitely was like, oh, wow, I forgot all about that. You know, it's not it's not too bad. Nancy Allen, by the way, she had also talked about one of the earliest scenes that they shot was that scene. And I know you love this one, Coriander, was the window scene where the metal, it was creaking and everything. And she said yeah. it really were 100 stories, you know, up, up 100 stories high. That's crazy. And, and when it started to move further out, that's when they had to use the doubles because they were really up a hundred stories. I was like, man, yeah, I don't know if I can that. do that. So they right. had to use doubles. But um, yeah, but anyways, but once we get to the ending, like you guys were talking about, Tangina kind of had the game plan. They used the necklace that she had gotten from Taylor and that was kind of the the weapon that they were used to undo Kane. And then of course, Tangina, like you were saying, Coriander helped to take Kane to the light and so forth which again i don't know why they did the, the the stinger at the end that was kind of a little yeah and actually yeah. eric made a comment uh, and that stinger with the lightning and kane's laughter at the very end once again proves that tangina <laughs> failed three times and you're out lady <laughs> eric's not giving out any any room to breathe <laughs> poor tangina strikes her out <laughs> Jeez. oh man but anyways Final thoughts, Kill. Final thoughts. I mean, obviously you didn't really enjoy it. But uh, well, me I, I mean, my, my final thoughts are that this is not a bad movie. And just in my opinion, it's a bad poltergeist movie. Okay. Um, you, you try to give us, you know, and, and I like to give praise. That you, you try something different. You tried the high rise of the future. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. But then you give us, you know, uh, like B-side Kane who's one, one note doesn't talk you had a character like that, that's just like taking the joker out of batman and then bringing and he the joker's so talky and so smart and then in the next movie you bring the joker back and he has a sore throat and can't talk yeah. you know and he's not as smart you know so right. it's like you take this iconic character from this franchise but you neuter him kind of so yeah you know like i said not a bad horror movie and like you said this one actually had deaths in it which that's cool uh yeah. but i feel the other two didn't need deaths in it because like you right. said there was the the fear of peril there yeah. was the fear of peril and for the most part your cast was the family this mm -hmm. cast is way more expanded so you got asshole doctors that you know when they die okay whatever or security yeah. guards or whatever you know so yeah, not a bad horror movie, not a good poltergeist movie in my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. I hear. You. What about what about you, Coriander? Final final thoughts on it? 
you know, I didn't mind this movie, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah, you know, it could never top the first or the second, but yeah. I I didn't mind it. And yeah, Kane, he was a disappointment, but you know, uh, what are you going to do about that? But yeah. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Strange Monkey is saying it would have been great to get more dialogue from Kane. Absolutely. I, that's what I was saying earlier, man. I mean, if they could have just given him even just five minutes, you know, throughout, you know, you could space it through the movie, but even about five minutes of some creepy dialogue like Julian Beck was able to do in part two, I think that that would have helped so much as far as fleshing out him as a villain, you know, as the antagonist. But, you know, they they made choices so uh eric says hope you'll talk about the remake next time i enjoy it a lot there is a much better medium in it (laughs) (laughs) now wait a minute now eric let me ask you this do you like the remake better than the original poltergeist now that's that's a good question because i did see the remake i did but i'm not going to tell you what i think about it yet uh drake says gotta love nancy allen she was great in carrie and to die for and dress to kill not to mention blow up yeah i mean nancy allen has had some great movies well mm. she's she's a good actress she has the charisma and so forth um so i, I enjoy her a lot um but yeah my final thoughts on it like like you guys said it's pretty much the same thing although i think i enjoyed it more than you killian um it, it, it wasn't horrible but i agree with what you're saying it wasn't a great poltergeist movie it definitely is not as good as one and two and i think if they had just made a few tweaks i think that it would have it would have uh done better uh, unfortunately as far as you know the tragedy that happened all the deaths that happened you know this movie was was pretty much doomed uh from the beginning uh you know as far as to be a success because you had so many things that happened it did have a nine million dollar budget and I think it had like a $14 million box office. So, you know, it made a little bit of money, but um, it, it was pretty much doomed. And, and it was just so much tragedy. Uh, before we head out, Eric says, remake better? No, but there are some improvements made, all jokes aside. I hear you, man. I hear you. And Drake says, true. Eric, true. All right, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we uh, give our opinion, if we give our opinion. So anyways, guys. That's all that we have for Poltergeist 3. Um, you know, definitely let us know in the comment section your thoughts on different things, what you think of Kane and, and how he was portrayed and so forth. Please give the video a like. That would help us out a lot. And we will catch you guys next time. Oh, and one more thing. Coriander, didn't, didn't you have one other uh, fact about the ending, how it was changing, how it was changed? I remember you saying uh. that. Yeah, they altered um, they the wanted ending. To, they did, yeah. They altered mm-hmm. the ending from because they wanted it to be a PG thirteen rating instead mm-hmm. of PG. Yeah. So and yeah, Heather died before they could reshoot the end scene. So they had to use a fake or a prop or whoever, you Stand know. Because if you ask me, yeah, it looked like it, it didn't even look like she was holding a real person. If you ask me, it, it yeah. just looked. It didn't look real. But anyway, yeah, yeah, she wasn't in the ending of that, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because, of course, you didn't see Carol Ann's face at the end. So that was kind of odd, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I know they wanted to do the reshoot, and obviously Heather O'Rourke had passed away. But you can't end a Poltergeist movie 
without seeing Carol Ann's face. So that was kind of, you know, again, this movie, almost impossible for, for it to have done well with all the tragedy. Uh, Drake, as we head on out, said, sorry I caught you late, man, but it was cool hanging with you guys. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We'll be back at eight o'clock in one hour for our top 10 horror movie villains ever. Uh, Eric says the original original ending is on the Blu-ray. It's not very good either. I hear you. I hear you. And Neon says, great discussion, guys. I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Thanks. We really do. Uh, but like I said, guys, we'll be back in less than one hour to do our top 10. Hope you guys can at least stop by. Let us know. The video is ready to go. Let us know in the live chat who would you have in your top 10 for horror movie vi villains ever. Who do you think would be number one? So we'll catch you guys in about 50 minutes. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Peace. Up to